0: Hello and welcome to Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin, and I'm here with my good friend, Nick. Hi there. Nick is uh, an old friend of mine, uh, one of the longest tenured of all of my friends, and also uh, an artist, a musical artist. Nick has released a new single on Spotify, it's called Submarine Captain, and I always enjoy my conversations with Nick because I am in the computer field, I'm a little bit more on the analytical side of life, more, you know... uh, Math and you know logic, where Nick is more versed in the field of artistic expression, and I like the perspective that he brings. Um, so, Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. We're uh, well. First, I want to talk about your new song. It, it you released this song about a month ago, I believe on Spotify. Yes, it was.
1: It was at least a month ago. Um, I wanted to have. I I was trying to figure out what song uh, out of the songs i had written for my uh-huh. ep w- which one i wanted to start with first and that was the one i was vibing on a- and also it was the one i kind of wanted to quote unquote beta test and uh and so far w- within the past month of its release I've, I've gotten a pretty good reaction
0: nice So yeah we're going to talk about that so just to lay out a little agenda here uh first we're going to have a little chat with nick uh get his get a little bit of artistic uh perspective into the podcast here, and then we're going to talk about the gluttony of amazing music that has come out recently, uh, as J. Cole's K.O.D. came out not too long ago, but then just recently we've had Pusha T's Daytona, followed up by an amazing beef between uh, Pusha T and Drake, and that's while that's still going on, we get a new album from Kanye uh, titled Yay. So we're going to be, in that order, we're going to be covering that today, and hopefully we can, uh, we can really appreciate some of this amazing music that's been coming out. But bringing it back to Spotify, uh, Nick, you said this song is a little bit of a beta test for you. What, what do you, uh, I guess, as a independent artist uh, in 2018, what are the avenues that you're looking to, to find success in music? You know, because there's so many places where you can self-publish yourself.
1: Um, well, one thing that's good about living in the, the time that I live in, uh, mm-hmm. the internet and and social media, all that stuff is, is completely thriving. It's a completely thriving business and it it completely works in my benefit, in my efforts, even as an even as someone who doesn't have like a manager. So it's good that it's really easy for me to put an effort to put my name out there to, to put out a song. To share flyers, to get spread word about an upcoming event that I'm holding, you know, having the internet access and, and Spotify and Facebook, all that stuff, um, it, it's truly a blessing for for me, uh, at least as an independent artist. I, I feel like I can speak for a lot of other independent local artists. Um, uh, I feel like that's definitely giving me the chance to. Make a name get me started somewhere if right. I'm not gonna just already get a record deal or or have an agent you know, be like, oh this guy it is perfect like, let's let's give him a shot like like I know that's not gonna just come serve to me on a silver platter i definitely have to put in the effort and I, I am completely determined and, and willing to do that and, and yeah so well, far, I mean, you so have good. like these
0: these other ways to get your music out there right not just to notify people that you're making the music, but you can put your stuff I mean Personally, I listen to 95, 99 percent of my music on Spotify. And exactly. if you're if you're trying to be an artist, uh, you, you can put your music on there too. I you can be you, you can have your name showing up right next to the greats in somebody's playlist because it's all in one place now. I think that's kind of amazing.
1: Yeah, it used to be, um, at least before Spotify was even a thing, before streaming services were a thing, mm-hmm. I feel like I wasn't alone in 2006 when we had MySpace or YouTube to listen to. We had like playlists on YouTube of, of just people putting their MP3s on, on there. And it, I, like I said, I'm glad that we now have Spotify and like st- streaming stations like that. Um, because uh, some people don't use Spotify, some people use Apple Music, some people use Pandora. They they use all other sorts of. There's countless ones, but obviously Spotify is the one I like to use. I think Apple Music and Spotify are the main two. And what's cool is is having the chance to put my my own music on there. Uh, like you said, for uh, for anyone's uh, grasp, uh, it's in anyone's reach, and they get to pair it in playlists with their favorite artists.
0: It's yeah, I think it's really cool. It opens the door, I guess, like the entry level for artistic expression now is uh, a lot lower. And I I always like to think about that, like, what if Elvis isn't like the true king of rock, but there was some other dude who was like who rocked like way harder than Elvis, who nobody found out about because he couldn't post his songs on the internet, and he just never became his full potential. You know, that guy today. Might be able to post a YouTube video or upload his song to Spotify and have some people be like, you know, this guy actually has it. You know, this guy's got not no disrespect to the king, obviously. Yes, uh, because (laughs) because (laughs) we respect royalty on this podcast, but he, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. You, you, you like to think that guys can, and I mean, there, it happens all the time, sometimes not for the better when we get things like Lil Tay. And any number, like, and depending on what your opinion is, the YouTube, or sorry, the um, Walmart yodeling boy, uh, yeah, you know. But we get those people, but we also get like Kid Cudi was one of the first internet rappers, and he's amazing. Like, he's amazing, absolutely. He, and he he's talked about it. He wouldn't be he, his level of stardom if he didn't have the internet to post his music for the whole world. So it's kind of well, cool.
1: It, I think it is still, you know, I I still think older artists still because we have the internet and, and it's access and people who did know those underground artists back in those days they are, are available on spotify too so yeah you're definitely not getting uh you know it's it, it may be quote unquote too late for them but in a way it's not they're still having some le- like i'm still finding artists that are like oh this band has been around since the 80s oh but like i like i, I found them uh On Spotify, I'll either find them on Spotify. Sometimes I'll even find an artist at my local, not really thrift store, but I go to a lot of secondhand stores like Second and Charles, and uh, there's this place locally called Mister K's, and I'll just find a CD of of this band I've never even heard of. I'm like, and the the CD will be like three bucks, but I'm like, this looks kind of cool. I want to check out a new artist. This I'm gonna give this this person a listen, and sometimes you know it'll blow my mind. Uh, Yeah, that's what's.
0: Well, that Spotify does that too, right? Like they give you an opportunity to experience brand new artists with your like their Spotify recommends playlist. And I I agree. Like there have definitely been times where, well, I'd say the majority of the time I don't like most of the songs, but there are a few where they just become, you know, routine parts of my uh, listening experience because they just. For some reason that they specifically speak to me, uh, even yeah. though they're very underground, they can still be top tier music to you individually. Exactly. Well, that's cool. I, I think I think it's cool that I know somebody who's got a uh, a song on Spotify. So check it out, Nick Heredia, "Submarine Captain," uh, streaming now on Spotify and on a bunch of other music services. Right.
1: It's on a bunch of uh, uh, other services. On Apple Music, it is on YouTube. It's on iTunes if you still like purchase music. Um, like I said, this particular song Submarine Captain" is a is a beta test though. It, it it's the one I wanted to start with to see what what the reaction was how 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 the streaming of it would be even though i've used this spotify and whatnot for the past the past um previous projects i've been in like my old band uh which was called remind me later we put our ep up on spotify and we did the same thing but i wanted as a solo artist i wanted my first thing i wanted to beta test it in a way and see what people like how many people would actually check it out but the next thing, which I'm currently in the works, um, uh, which I'll probably be done, be done with by sometime this month, uh, when I, whenever that is released, I'm trying to make that the quote-unquote hit. The, the one I think is going to okay. be the, the, the one that I want people – I'm hoping people so, will so listen to a lot.
0: So be on the lookout, Nick Heredia, more music to come. Right now, check out Submarine Captain, but there's more to come. Uh that's I guess that was another point I wanted to make while we're just discussing music in our time is uh the the like of the availability of music, where you can listen to any music you want literally anytime you want. Like not yeah. that not that long ago, you would have to at least go and purchase the CD and put it in a CD player and listen to it. But now if you can if you can even think of the lyrics you can google it and find out and it is definitely on a streaming service and you can listen to it anywhere you want like having an earworm that like you know when you just got a song stuck in your head and you can't it's like there's no relief for it but to listen to the song you can do that so easily these days like there's no Beta. problem uh with with listening like th- imagine you know being back in the 1920s and like going to like an amazing jazz show and and you like, the song is really good. And the next day you're like, ah, oh, how did that song go again, honey? And she's like, you know, I don't really remember. And you're like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're done. You know? Yeah.
1: Like, oh dude, that's, 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 you know, we have to, we truly have to like take a step back and appreciate how easy accessible these, these things are. Um, i remember the first time i like like went on a google search and looked up a song based on its lyrics i remember the song it was actually um everybody wants to rule it's like that total 80s <laughs> song that's used in so many like t- television commercials and movies yeah, trailers yeah. and uh i was like it sounds so cool like the the instrumental sounds cool and uh I, I heard it at like a Walmart or whatever on the speaker, and I was like, everybody wants to. Rule. And I and like fortunately, that is what the song is called. Everybody wants to rule the world. Um, well, yeah,
0: it's even it's so easy. You can you can search a phrase like that, or you know they have those uh, apps where you can just let the phone listen to the music and then like it'll Shazam
1: tell you. and SoundCloud. I have both of those, and and they have never failed me. They I they think you can also
0: people. ask. Uh, siri to do it for you too like that's really yeah i'm pretty sure if you just ask her what song is this she'll tell you i'm sure google has their answer to that as well that's so uh yeah i i like to appreciate these kind of things man dude it's like i i I love how easy it is to listen to music in our day and i try to take full advantage by listening a lot uh and there's so much good stuff to listen
1: to right now so i I feel like that's what's cool about music. What's cool when it comes to film is it's a little easier if you know like a specific actor is in it, you can just look at their IMDB and just find all the things they've been. Every single project that's like film or television, it'd be like, Oh, so that's what that movie was called and you finally you can rent it on iTunes and you'll and you'll be good to go.
0: Dude, it's uh it's it's pretty amazing. Honestly, I think it might be uh, messing with our memories, like we're not as good at remembering things because we don't have to. We don't like, have straight to. Straight yeah. up, I try to do that when I can't remember something or like like the name of an actor. I try for as long as and if I don't have to know right then and there, I'll try to like think on it and get my like, give my brain a little bit of a workout because. We could, you know, you if you didn't have to remember that two plus two equals four, if you didn't want to, dude, you could just yeah. use a calculator app. Like you, you, there's so much stuff that you can just reference now, uh, that which, and, which is uh, good. I well, want to say it's good, but it well, it, it can, definitely
1: is good. Uh, you mentioning that reminds me of. Uh, I forgot the name of the actor, but you would always get him confused with Willem Dafoe. I think oh you, my gosh, you, Dennis
0: Leary! Dennis he, like, Leary, that's yeah. right. Yeah, speaking of which, in the previous episode of previous this podcast, podcast yes. yeah, was uh, about Small Shoulders, starring Dennis Leary. Not well, not starring Dennis Leary, but He's Dennis Leary, and definitely not Willem Dafoe. Definitely, so they're, they're not, definitely the moment, not the yeah. same guy. I, I don't. I'm not sure um, if I'll ever know the difference between those two for sure. But uh, I know for sure in that movie it is Dennis Leary. But okay, let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's, get, let's move along here with our agenda. Um, first off, I just want to shout out to J. J. Cole KOD. Another solid project from J. Cole that, that I really enjoyed. Uh, what did you think of it, Nick?
1: I, you know, as an avid J. Cole fan, I was thoroughly impressed. I, I was not let down. Not that I was uh, expecting to be. I, was, uh, I expected to be somewhat you know at least you know somewhat pleased and i he did not disappoint what's cool is i appreciate that he really gave us less than a week to prepare he told he was just like within the week he dropped the album he was like hey guys i'm coming out with a new album this week and we're like oh Okay, and that was a good, pleasant surprise. I I appreciate when artists just drop things because when you're just waiting and waiting for the new album, like you know they're making it, but you there's like a date that they've already announced. You're like, oh, I just want it to be out already. So I think more artists should do what he did and do that, like what he did with Kod. Um, I'm particularly excited because um, I have another chance to see him live. I got to see him live with with you and a few of my other friends mm-hmm. uh, back in 2015. on in his North 2014, Carolina. In North Carolina, in his home state in two, on his 2014 Forest Hills Drive tour. And I finally got tickets, uh, or a ticket, uh, to see him in uh, Atlanta this year on the KOD tour. So I'm very excited for that. So I'm definitely going to be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm continuously listening to the album just well, what's to the, get hype uh... on
0: it. What's the best part or best aspect of the album for you? I'll tell you what mine is first because yeah. for me it was pretty easy. I, I thought the album was solid overall, but the thing that stayed with me, the thing that was most impactful was the uh, the music video for um, – oh, what is it? This is the acronym. Uh, ATM. ATM, thank you. The music video for ATM that came out the day that the album dropped was so good. And it was – it was a yes. brand new look for J Cole, whose music videos in the past it's been somewhat—I don't want to say stereotypical, but definitely not breaking any boundaries as far as rap music videos go. But this one was something else, and it was, it was. Uh, artistic, and it really went along well with the album as a whole. And that—that that was the thing that I enjoyed the most, I think.
1: The, I think the ATM music video also had some like completely comedic moments. Like, it, it, I think it had a little bit of everything. It had such symbolism. It had, um, like I said, comedic moments. Uh, I I'll never forget how '90s it looked, and also particularly when uh, J Cole is reaching in his money bag, and then a miniature version of him has a knife and like stabs him in the finger, and he's like, <laughs> "You ain't touching my money!" I I thought that was so genius, and just and like in a way, so J Cole, but also like you said, breaking boundaries and 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 and. Stepping it up like to a whole new level. I was very, very proud as a fan and just as a rap music fan uh, in general, not just a J. Cole fan. Um, for me, I think the thing that stood out in the album um, was probably... Uh, this is a, very, it's a particular song, honestly, but it's the song Brackets. That song... Um, I, don't, I feel like it's just the most... If that song, if not 1985, the the final track on the album, mm-hmm. those are the two most different songs that that I've never even heard from a, a Jake Cole album. I feel like those two are at a whole other level, and, and I'll say 1985 is probably the most out of the two of those, uh-huh. um, only because it, it was so perfect, and the fact that he used it as the last track. I feel like he totally left the, some doors open for when he releases his next album. I, I think generally when an artist, every artist I listen to, generally they have an opening and then closing to their album, and, and they'll be like, this is this is what I, I have to say for this particular project. Um, but this one, for K.O.D., he had a whole album of of, of stuff to say, but then when he, dropped, when he put 1985, he just tagged it on the end there. He said... Like here's what I have to say, and then some. There, there. Here's some other stuff I have to say, and you know what? You guys are gonna have to wait until I have more to say on my next time. And I, I, like, that's obviously a guarantee. But he definitely made it clear with his with his talent on on this. I feel like it's very specific. If it's not too confusing, right? Saying.
0: Right. No, and, and I I get what you're saying. He definitely does leave you, like not necessarily with a cliffhanger, but just like. Wanting more, yeah. Well, yeah. He's like making sure you know that there is going to be more, but which is not necessarily a given. Uh, you like Childish Gambino, you know. Just because you're great doesn't mean that you're guaranteed gonna make another great album. So Jake Cole is making a promise to us and saying like, "There's more to come." So which I look forward to. But in the meantime, we don't. We have other artists to keep us occupied. Uh, good music. It has is releasing a lot of. Decent music here, and uh, the, the first one, Daytona by Pusha T, an album that we've been waiting a long time for. Just waiting a long time for another Pusha T project. Absolutely. And, but and he went small with it. Seven tracks, all produced by Kanye. Not a whole lot of uh, what's, features on this. Uh, well, there's only seven tracks. You only have so many features with seven tracks. But there's he only features uh, a few, a few people, and uh, it's just a really Dense and solid album, in my opinion, front to back. It's all push it. It's it's just uh you know classic Pusha T. The same standard you expect from him, with the bonus of the beef at the end. Um. Yes. So so let's let's get into that uh right now. So it, well, just give me your general impressions coming from Pusha T. Because were you uh, much of a Pusha T fan before this album, Nick?
1: Um, I think my Pusha T recognition like i recognized like i was like oh this guy is is gonna turn some heads i I won't say he's going to uh, i never thought he he was going to be like one of the greats but he definitely has enough talent to that he is put on the spotlight and people are gonna recognize him and and where do you recognize
0: him from like where did you heard him before? The this? the
1: the first thing was was "Cruel Summer," uh, the Good Music Project uh, in two thousand twelve that mm-hmm. Kanye led. Um, I think Pusha T definitely shined uh, on there, and that made me be like, oh, "Who who is this wonder boy? Who is this mystery <laughs> man?" And and then uh, you know as the years went by, I definitely saw more. I heard some other songs that he did himself, and and I was like, "Huh, this guy, he, you know, it, it it's it's almost like." You know how Tyler, the creator, is, like, the leader of, hit of um...
0: Odd uh, Future.
1: Odd Future. Thank you. Um, but we still have Frank Ocean being part of that group, and he's still, uh, like, dropping, you know, some talented numbers, too. Um, I think Pusha T definitely, uh, is in, in some way... Um, you know, he definitely shows his talent, and, I, and uh, but I will say with this recent release, I am I am very uh, uh, blown away. I did not expect uh, to have such a uh, solid record. Like um, right, and
0: and and that's kind of what I am like. I'm interested in hearing that reaction from you because I consider myself to be somewhat of a push a T stand, uh, and for those who don't un- don't recognize the word stan, I feel like most people do. They do, uh, but but. Stan is a song by Eminem about a fan who was extremely devoted to him, uh, who wrote him letters, and even <laughs> went as far as to kill himself, not necessarily directly due to Eminem not replying to him, but that was a factor. And uh, it's a really good song. If you haven't heard it, you probably have heard it. You just don't realize it. Don't uh, realize it. It's a good it, – it's it's great, and it's it's a term that people use for – fans of an artist who are too like they're they're loyal beyond reason to this well, artist.
1: Well, what's funny is like believe it or not the word stan is actually like now it's in the dictionary and, and like there's a definition for it that's like it's a person who is a more than dedicated fan. It's someone who's pa- truly passionate about an, about someone um and is, wow. and and will go to the like the ends of the earth to 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 support them. And I feel like um if you believe that you're a Pusha T uh, like Stan, then uh, the, the, it's it's cool to have someone who is that. I I gotta say, cause like I said, you know, I've only heard so much by Pusha T, but then again, he he's not like he's he's not like Kanye and has so many so much to work with. Uh, but what he has dropped has been worth drop, definitely worth checking out.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I I I, I know. What Pusha T's been working with? I mean, he reached legendary heights with his brother Malice, like, or the rapper formerly known as Malice, now known as No Malice, uh, back in the early 2000s with Pharrell producing their beats. Those two were like a killer duo, and that's where Pusha T really reached his heights. But then he went like he became a solo project with good music, and he's. A lot of people say he hasn't reached the same level of like legendary bars, but those have been the projects I've been most familiar with Pusha T, and I've always thought that his music was very solid. But also, sure. I I, un- I also saw that it didn't really have the mainstream appeal that you could get from a guy like Drake or some of these other rappers that are have more record sales than him. Uh, so, but I was I was I you know I kind of just understood that. And didn't think that we would ever. I never thought that I would see people tweeting about Pusha T on Twitter the way they did after this album dropped. Uh, part of that has to, is definitely because of the Drake beef, but also because this is a solid album. Um, so I, I just want to say a few notes on each track. If you want to uh, chime in and say anything specific about a track, you you might you may have noticed. But so we'll start off with the first track. If you know, you know, or uh, if you know, you know. Um, by and this is just Pusha T on there. The beat drop that comes in <sighs> is so sugary sweet, uh, and immediately, yes. immediately you recognize the production quality in in that, that is. Throughout this album, uh, just you can't not nod your head once the beat drops. After Pusha T's like, if you know, you know, <laughs> Like it just all comes in, just floods your ears with, with sound. Um, it, it it's it's great, and, and like Kanye and Pusha T are such an uh, amazing duo. I'm so happy that they have the partner, or well, the the business relationship that they have. Um, another thing that I uh, is true for Pusha T in almost every song that he released, every track he's on. He's what I call a genius rapper, and I don't mean that like he is literally a genius. In some ways, you could say that he's a genius, but I don't know. That that word gets thrown around and misused. Yeah. Uh, he's a genius rapper with quotations around genius because with every song he releases, you should go on genius, genius and look at the yeah. lyrics because Pusha T has meaning behind the things he says. He's not, most of the time he's not just saying things to say things. He's like the antithesis of a mumble rapper. Every yeah. single thing that he says is distinct. He wants you to be able to understand what he's saying, and it is a reference or a double entendre or some sort of meaning, uh, and he demands your attention from start to finish or else you're going to miss something, uh, which exactly. is one of the things that I really like about him. Uh, so, the, and, and that's true here as well, and if you know, you know a great way to start off the album. Uh, it, another thing that was impressive about this album and it's why i think that it's so easy to listen to is the beats flow well together when one song ends the beginning of the next song is logical with the way that it sounds so it's it's easy like i almost don't want to listen to any individual track i just want to listen to it all the way through because it's like one long song uh which which works well And, and you know you have to give praise to kanye on that one because uh, this is all his
1: production. Uh, I would love to add to uh, to this so far. Um, I think out of all the songs on the album, that that was definitely obviously the one to start with. Because I, I I completely agree that like white run it starts, you get you you start nodding your head, you get hooked on it, and you're like, I'm I'm I am feeling what Pusha T is giving me. I definitely am mm-hmm. feeling that, and and uh, like that's what when I heard track one, that's made me be like. The, this I, I i'm i'm with you uh, and i'm going to i'm going to listen to the next next one uh, you, uh, you haven't lost me you, you've already mm-hmm. reeled me and you got me um uh and i'm and what you were saying about uh you don't listen to individual tracks you listen to like an album from start to finish i enjoy doing that with any artist if an artist makes an album that, that you can listen to from beginning to end without like skipping tracks that is an album that I feel like should be recognized and more people should listen to. Um, What's funny is back in the day, back in like 2008, 2010 area, um, before I really listened to rap, a lot of my favorite artists like Coldplay, they would drop albums like that. And so I never really saw like rap artists doing that until I found my two gateway quote-unquote rappers uh, that got me into rap, which was Childish Gambino's Camp album – and J. Cole's 2014 Ford Souls Drive. So those were the two albums that made me be like, ooh, these are albums I can listen to. Like, even rappers can can make albums that are from, like, start to finish. That's great. And I am completely with you. Like, now it's 2018, and, ra- like, more and more rappers are doing that. And it's, it's making me very proud of music that's that's of like our generation right now I'm loving it so I much. like
0: I like that term you use gateway rappers uh, I I think that a lot of people probably have gateway rappers that they do that, that rapper that got them into like into hip-hop into rap that kind of opened their eyes to the rest of it because uh, when I was younger when I was a stupid little kid honestly I did not like rap at all I thought it was like I thought it was stupid I was like they're not even singing they don't have any talent they suck yeah and, and and also I'm in fifth grade like that's <laughs> <laughs> right so like so the, obviously the, that critique doesn't hold any water but it wasn't until Drake really like er, like mixtape Drake where I was Drake. like I was like ooh, like because also Drake was a little sing-songy but obviously Drake can rap and that was really what that I think he was my gateway rapper, uh, yeah. gateway to more things, and here we are now, you know, with
1: appreciating Pusha T's album <laughs> line by line. I so. I have to say like I like saying gateway like th- things that I, I like using that term now. Uh, I like to say that Childish Gambino and J Cole are my gateway rappers, but the dealer was definitely my brother because the only J Cole album that had been around when like like. My brother, my brother had been re- like, dude, listen to this album. Was J. Cole's first album, uh, uh, Cole World, like the sideline Story? That that album, A classic. My, my brother. But you know what's funny though? At the time, I was like, Dan, you're crazy. Why would I? Ever, why would I ever listen to that album? And boy was I like, because like now going back, like, I I you know after I got into Jake Cole after 2014, Four Drive and Born Sinner, I was like. Maybe his first album was pretty good. I was like, dang! And I listened to it and I was like, wow! I like never am I going to doubt my brother's recommendation. Like obviously he knows what I'm going to enjoy. I mean he's my brother for Pete's sake. Um, well, so- I mean if
0: he, if he's on uh, if he's on J Cole during the Sideline Story, it sounds like your brother has pretty good uh, taste in music because the Sideline Story was bomb. solid. But yeah. it was also, uh, you know, so early in J. Cole's career. So not everybody knew who it was yet. But, okay, getting back to Daytona. Um, so it starts off great with, if you know, you know, track two, the games we play. This is just a, a, a quality, st- I would say, like, standard issue, high-quality Pusha T rap song. Uh, it's just classic bars about everything Pusha T, you know per- – is and what he like aspires to be you know he loves to deal drugs and talk about his days dealing drugs and he's doing it over a jazzy guitar beat mm. somewhat reminiscent of um his last project there was a song called fifa or f-i-f-a which w- in a similar way was kind of this uh, jazzy guitar beat and it, it works really well and again it's like Pusha T is going to bring a very consistent level as far as providing solid bars to the track. And Kanye is the same thing, but for the beat. He's always going to bring you something kind of amazing. And every one of these tracks includes that, including the games we play. Moving forward, Hard Piano for me is the low point of the album. I love Rick Ross as well. Or rather, I love Rich Forever Rick Ross. There was a time... When Rick Ross was really on his game, his last like five albums have been throwaways. But Rick Ross fans like him, I guess. But anyways, Pusha T likes Rick Ross. He brought him in on this project. I think that it's a solid feature, but Rick Ross do- doesn't really deliver. It's a very, it's a very forgettable verse from Rick Ross and uh, from R- Ricky Rose. Um, so it, that, that obviously drags down the track. It, it and in my opinion, this is the worst one, um, which is. That that's harsh because I think I still think it's good, but Rick Ross, you can really just skip to the next song once Rick Ross starts rapping. Which <laughs> I don't mean to like totally roast the man because I again I like Rick Ross, I like pears. I'm I, there's no hate <laughs> here, but when you're when you're yeah, uh, two. right, so you you see so you know um, when you uh, Pusha T just destroys him on the track and he just follows it up and it's not good enough. So moving forward, come back baby. And this is where, if you didn't already realize this is a Kanye produced album, you would confirm it here because it starts <laughs> yes. off with a sample from the mighty Hannibal and George Jackson, uh, just ca- classic Kanye going back in time, grabbing these sound bites, grabbing grabbing these samples that uh, just sound so good when he puts them in his in his productions. Um, and this track itself has a very simplistic, heavy bass kind of. R- Kind of going back to Pusha T's clips days a little bit, uh, which I really do, uh, I'm a big fan of. And also, just just like in almost any of his tracks, but especially this one, Pusha T harps on his self-righteous drug dealer dichotomy which is one of the reasons why I like Pusha T so much because he talks about how he's kind of this ultimate villain of cocaine selling, how he can bring a blizzard through any small town and (laughs) cover the streets in snow right? and cocaine because he's such an efficient and powerful drug dealer. Uh, In this song, he talks about how, yeah, he did that, and he, he, he ruined lives, thousands of lives probably. But he also made other lives better by using the money that he collected from his drug dealings to improve his community. By, like, buy, like donating like, – he says he, like, donates to the church and, like, buys, like, some kids' shoes. And it's – so it, it's that – I think that's a pretty uh, compelling issue or idea to just – to um, explore with Pusha T, the – you know being an evil drug dealer recognizing it but also being proud of it and trying to be a good person at the same time there's sure. uh, I never get tired of that and it's solid bars all around uh, track 5 Santer- Santeria uh or Santeria I'm not they, they say it very Hispanically on this album which Pusha T is always um, I think it may have to do with his drug trade but he's always showing respect to the Hispanics and as a Hispanic myself I'm definitely
1: okay with that. I'm on board with it. For me, um, I will say it is cool to like as a Hispanic also uh, to have Pusha T, you know, pay his homage to Hispanics. Um, but I will say, for me personally, this one was my was my low point on the album. Santoria was the one that I was not really feeling. Maybe if I listen to it, uh, like I said, this album just came out, so right, we're, it we're still it's still fresh, you know um i actually liked hard piano and 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 like like i wasn't particularly rick ross's like verse i, I wasn't uh, it wasn't like too creative but i did love the i, I you know kanye's produ- producing that's like yeah that's the thing i'm i'm that that's the thing that's gonna reel me oh like like oh nick you like uh kanye's production well have have people, look, check out this whole kanye produced album that Pusha T did and um uh so Santeria was the one for me so far that I was like not really feeling, but like I said, still as a Hispanic, it's cool that T- Pusha T uh, pays his respects to to uh, my my family's like kind of culture.
0: Well, yeah, no, and it, it's it is cool. I'm not sure if he's Hispanic himself, but I know that he's got connections all over the all over the place. So he uh, he likes to show love. Uh, but yeah, Santeria is another track with. Electric guitar going on in the background, which I think again this is Kanye showing his his influence. The beat is absolute fire. Uh, well, in my opinion, and uh, and again, more solid bars here. I'm I'm tr- what I'm trying not to do is just straight up read the genius, like lines <laughs> from each one of these songs because they uh, while a lot of the topics are similar as far as like Pusha T talking about drug dealing and. Like just being a gangster, it's it's the way that he does it with so much emotion and so much uh, intention. Where it doesn't seem like any lines are a mistake. That he yeah. has meaning behind everything he's saying. It, it's it, it's really good. It's it's a different level of quality than you see from a lot of rappers. Uh, moving forward, number six. What would Meek do now? Okay, so this is probably the most exciting part of the album, in my opinion, is the final two tracks, because a we get a, we get the Kanye. Uh, uh we feature. get this Kanye feature yes and and then it leads into infrared which is obviously the Drake disc so what would meek do is I think Kanye had a lot to do with this with this song I think Kanye because Kanye has been doing some... Re- recently Kanye like leading up to the release of this album Kanye did two other songs he did uh <laughs> lift yourself the scoopity whoop poop poop song and he did yay versus the people where And both of those songs were kind of, like, ideas. Like, uh, Kanye had a, it wasn't necessarily a message as much as, like, an experiment with a song. So, he started with uh, Lift Yourself, where he says, he's like, what if I made an amazing beat? A beat that other rappers would die to have. Have, yeah. Like, produced by me, Kanye West. And then I literally shit all over it.
1: And people with, still listen to it. Still listen <laughs> like, to it Be, because, like, like uh, the whole reason I will still listen to that song is because of that fir- first part. But what's the funny – the real funny part is um, I'm going to reference uh, Donald Glover. You know, he did an S- – he was hosting SNL couple weeks back and they did a sketch called a kanye place kind of uh, a a tribute to a quiet place the movie with john krasinski and they were talking about all the stuff that kanye's been doing and one of the things was he released that song lift yourself and the fact that he's saying boop diddy scoop and like at the end of the skit donald glover's listening he goes it kind of grows on you and what the fun the really hilarious part is it does does. the thing is I, i i will never not recognize that he is shitting all over this song. Like, he's definitely taking a, a massive dump on, on the song. Like, it's definitely, like, anyone could do that, but it's still, the, the beat is so fire enough to where it's redeemable, and it's like, okay, like, like still, I'll still listen to it. <laughs> Honestly, the
0: first time I listened to it, I was, you know, I'm sure everyone is like, what? Why did he do it? What a stupid idea. But yeah, after listen, like, nine or ten, because you have to hear that beat more than once, you're yeah. like, poopity whoop like yeah <laughs> alright like I'm getting into it which is why and it works well in this song uh, in what yes. would Meek do so uh, so to continue with that idea uh, Lift Yourself was kind of Kanye West making an amazing beat shitting all over it then Ye versus the people was Kanye basically take like in one day talking with T.I. and taking their conversation about the things Kanye's been tweeting about and turning it into a song <laughs> that they wrote in just in real time, which was, yeah. you know, it's, it's a kind of cool concept for a song. Personally, I don't think the song itself is that good, but it, it also wasn't terrible, and uh, it, it, it worked for what it was trying to do. It was trying to bring Kanye's tweets kind of into a song, which also he does in What Would Meek Do? So What, what Would Meek Do, the reason I think Kanye had a lot of influence on this, not, not only as a producer, but also in the idea of it, is it kind of gives him and Pusha a chance each to answer... A question and it's like how do you respond to the critics it's like you, you you know you you obviously hear the critics all the time kanye west criticized all the time and this song gives him a chance to say, hey how do you respond and so first push T answers and he got he's got his classic push a t answers he's like you know basically fuck other rappers like fuck uh, pol- like the like fuck the police basically um <laughs> And, like, also fuck you, the listener, because, like, I fucked your bitch. And, you know, all the classic, <laughs> like, rapper tropes. Classic like rappers. The, the, the one that he says about I, I fucked your bitch is, um, like, he, he implies that because, like, you're he's, like, he points out that your, your girl smells, like, really good. Like, she's wearing nice perfume. And it's so nice that, like, it couldn't possibly have been bought by you or her. It was definitely him who bought Whoa. her the nice perfume. Which is, like... Yeah. It's it's great. Like the the it's a
1: it's it's a new type of blow. I feel like it's a type of roast that no one else could think of. Uh, But but he so he in the writing of this album, Pusha T definitely did his homework and put thought into this. And the thing is, I mean, that's why I like Pusha T. That's why I like the rappers I like because all the ones I like are rappers that definitely put. They're not just mumbling garbage. They're actually saying quality stuff, and right there, that's such a that's a quality roast. Like you can't even you can't even get mad at that.
0: Like yeah, if if uh, if Pusha T is buying perfume for your girl, like what else is going on? You know, at that (laughs) point you're just like, dang, Pusha T got me, dude. Got him, Um, yeah. But but then at the end of his verse, Pusha T asks Kanye, you know, they're talking shit. How do you respond, Yay? And Kanye first hits him with the like poop. Scoop, <laughs> whoop, poopy whoop, like he, I, like with so much swag, like it sounds good when he brings yes. that in, and then obviously, well, and then he actually says words, um, but he like basically he supplements what we've been seeing on Twitter, because at the time, remember, this is the first album that was coming out in these like three album sequence, so yes. we hadn't heard a album from Yay Ye yet, so this is the first album, or like this is like. Full production quality yay uh, That we're hearing in a while And he's uh, He basically talks about the Twitter stuff Like people criticizing him Saying his hallway is too long uh, if you'll remember the, yes. the pictures he tweeted out of the sunken place where he was, uh, people are saying he's crazy and uh, that his company because he, he's got he's predicting his company will be like worth billions. The, the Yeezy Corporation or Yeezy Company, whatever it's called, will be worth billions and he's going to be one of the biggest companies in the world and they can't stop him. People are saying he's crazy and he's basically saying, like, just watch me do it. Uh, and he talks about how, like, if he wo- if, if he was wearing a MAGA hat, does it still count as driving while black? Like, it will, like, the cops pull him over and then, like, let him go like it's a drive-thru? Because, like, like, he pulled up at the drive-thru and they're like, here you go and he can keep going because he's got the MAGA hat on. So, he kind of, it, it like, basically everything he says, almost every line uh, in this verse from Kanye is... In reference to some of the stuff that's been going on on Twitter, so you know people have been wondering for sure. So he's kind of bringing that to light. On top of that, uh, or well, to finish the song off, so this is track six, to leading you into track seven, push or uh, Kanye asks Push, how do you respond? And remember, Push already answered that earlier, to just in general to the critics, but this time when Kanye asks him, it's because it leads into Infrared, and he's really asking him. How do you respond to Drake? Drake because yes. uh, which they, like Drake and Pusha T basically like D- Pusha T and Birdman, which is you know, Bert, it was first it was Birdman, then it was Lil Wayne, then it was Drake, and the kind of like old uh, young money, all that YMCMB rap collective. That's how that hierarchy went. And Pusha T's been at war with them for forever. And the most recent time that Pusha T got dissed by them was in 2017, Drake dropped two burrs, one stone. And in that song, uh, he kind of implied that Pusha T didn't sell as many drugs as he says that he did. And uh, and Pusha T takes offense to that. So he like Infrared is him. Technically, it's him answering to that, but I think it's just him dissing Drake once again. It's kind of part yeah. of the pattern at this point. And, uh, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad diss track. Um, uh, he's, he flexes on him with all like dropping all these references to cars and, you know, he, he's, he's doing his normal thing, but basically, uh, he's just reigniting the beef and laying, laying the, the, uh, laying the trap, I would say, or putting the bait out there for Drake yes. to see if he can get Drake to answer back. And, um, and, and, and basically, uh, or like, Obviously, like, the thing he's really um, slamming Drake for is having ghostwriters like Quentin Miller. uh, Because in this one, he says it sounds like uh, it was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. Talking about Quentin Miller, the uh, ghostwriter for Drake. And Pusha T is all about his authenticity. So this is what really creates Pusha T as what I think is, like, a worthy adversary for Drake is that Pusha T is totally authentic. He came up selling drugs and then he was part of like a very legitimate rap group and he's stayed on the up and up as far as being a legitimate rapper like for his whole life. Meanwhile, Absolutely. Drake has come out of Canada from a teen soap opera and then he's like half black and he's uh, he's basically an actor. He hasn't sold drugs in his life. He doesn't kill people. He's just you know being being a a rapper. He just he just says that stuff. Yeah, he's a celeb boy. Uh, so Pusha T, the ultimate. Like, Gangsta Well yeah exactly Gangsta like From the streets realness yes. Versus Drake's Like popularity And fame As a uh, You know As a more of a Sing song rapper And yes. uh, And it, it, it It's an interesting it, it, Like Pusha T Thinks that he, ha- he He'll win no matter what Because yes. he, he's legit So Drake comes back He answers Infrared uh, I think two days later With The Duppy Freestyle um, And it's And it's in my opinion, it's it's another solid response track from Drake. Um, and he, and you know, here's a couple of bullet points: some of the stuff that he harps on in this song. He says he's tired of helping his enemies because he just helped Kanye with some songs for Life of Pablo. Um, and, and and you know, Pusha T's calling him out for having ghostwriters, and he's like, okay, Kanye has ghostwriters. Like I helped him write these songs, but you know, it, it, like that's that's kind of him answering back to that. Um, He's saying Pusha T is not top five. Pusha T claims he's top five on his own album. Um, Drake says that's not true, and there's a case to be made for that, or at least before uh, Pusha's response. Um, sure. And again, he's, he, he reinforces the idea that Push may not have sold as many drugs as he claimed. And here's here's where Drake may have slipped off, and this is where Drake, I guess, took it to another level, is he name-dropped Virginia Williams, and this is Pusha T's fiance. Which uh, apparently in the rap world is a big no-no is to uh, okay Talk actually someone's girl. I don't think there are big no-nos in
1: the rap world. <laughs> <laughs> like oh like, like 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 Kanye himself was like whoa that was a big no-no Pusha G. like what Pusha are you gonna do?
0: poopy Scoopy that was a big no-no like he's, <laughs> uh, no but it's
1: what what it's uh, it's Dude, it's I, out of it, bounds. I and, but the thing is I would love. For Pusha T's response, for him to say, "Oh Drake, you are gonna come after me?" Oh, that's a big no-no. <laughs> and like, I want him to say that in his response track. Wait, honestly, that would be perfect. That would be so. He would. He could. And I, I it would be solid. I, I have no doubt that it would be, you know, still a solid diss track. S-
0: uh, seriously, uh, Pusha T is only putting uh, more and more on his rap battle resume with this encounter with Drake. And uh, so basically, yeah, dropping, like, bringing somebody's girl into the equation is, apparently it's out of bounds, it's off limits.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you don't do that.
0: Yeah, and when you, like, yeah, you don't do that, and if you do, then the gloves are off, and there's no holds barred. There's no,
1: there's nothing coming, there's no coming back, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so Drake does that, and then at the end, he asks, uh, he says to to Pusha T that he's going to send him an invoice, because just responding to Pusha T's diss track is going to sell records for Pusha T because Drake fans will listen to Pusha T's album now to hear what he said about Drake. So Drake, definitely more successful than Pusha T. Nobody is contesting that, is looking like he did pretty well in this response because, you know, he's just like, yo, I can't believe you even stepping to me. I'm Drake. But then Pusha T comes back at him with the story of Adidon. And the story of yes. Adidon is out-of-this-world beef, dude. Like, there is no... I've never seen anything like this. Like, this is... Yes. This is prime... Like, prime rib. There's... <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> prime before, rib, that's, that's, that's fair. Before Pusha T gets awarded a Pulitzer Prize for investigative journalism, let's talk about some of the information that he exposed to the world. First, let's talk about the album art. I guess it's not album art, but, like, single art. But... Drake in blackface. And in the day of Photoshop and people not being able to believe their eyes for anything, he was able to prove that this is Drake. He got the photographer who took the photo to say it, uh, to, like, confirm it, that that was a real photo of Drake. And Drake even uh, put out a statement
1: about it. Oof. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's like you said, the gloves definitely came off whenever he brought... Uh, Pusha T's fiance in this, like that. I, I feel like Pusha T wouldn't have gone that far if Drake, Drake, Because the thing is, when it comes to rap, be- rapper beef, you know, it, it's 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 kind of it's tradition, honestly. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it, the beef isn't real, but when you start making it personal, it will get real. And so, yep. Pusha T was. I, I have no doubt that he was baffled whenever Drake had that response, and he was like, oh, he, he was like wow he he had to take a step back and be like like i know we're having beef but all right like this is if this is the 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 degree you're going to go i'm going to meet you right there that's exactly what i'm gonna do and um uh, yeah i I think oh my god so even without
0: statement yeah even before you hear the song song, you're already like oh my (laughs) gosh what has he done to drake so yeah drake in blackface not a good look for drake and we'll yeah. see how people respond to that. Um, but but I think what that does is it kind of takes Drake down a notch. Because he's basically immortal in battle rap. What he did to Meek Mill, destroying Meek Mill's career. I don't think anyone would want to step to him in a rap battle again. After that. But, but Pusha T found some dirt and he says, Alright, it bleeds. We can kill it. So, uh, let, let's let's talk about um, the beat. So, th- the song is called The Story of Adidon. Uh which is a mixture of Adidas and Adonis, which is uh, Adidas or um, Drake's son's name, Adonis. And the beat is from the story of OJ, which did really well off of Jay-Z's 444. Yes. And uh, it, it, Pusha T is meant to rap on this beat, man. He sounds so good. And the beat is, you know, unique and memorable and everybody loves it. So that was a good choice as well. Um, Pusha T... Claims for well, here's one of the things Pusha T has brought up to Drake a lot in these disses is that Birdman Baby the guy that brought Lil Wayne into rap the guy who brought Drake up into rap uh, is ripping them off because he takes a percentage of their earnings because he like brought them into the rap game and they're basically getting ripped off in Pusha T's opinion so he brings that up he's he like very explicitly explains that Drake's parents had a like had a divorce, and his dad left when he was five, and that his dad wears bad Steve Harvey suits, and that his mom <laughs> has never found love again, and that she's like old and alone. He brings up that, <clears throat> brings up that Drake isn't black enough, and now with wearing blackface, like, will you know how how does that where does he stand with the black community at this point, being half black, half white, and exactly wearing blackface. So, uh, but also just. There's always been a little bit of doubt, and Drake has expressed some of those insecurities in his songs. But uh Pusha T kinda harps on that. <clears throat> but then he also, this is where he starts getting like This is where he starts like going for the for the heart. Is when he reveals that Drake has a child with a porn star, and he's been hiding him from everybody and essentially being a deadbeat dad, because he's never there for his son, just like Drake's dad was never there
1: for him, so he's just continuing the cycle,
0: and that makes Drake a bum-ass.
1: Yes. Um, I want to take a side note for just a second uh, to go back to what you said about uh, Drake being a, 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 a Hollywood boy. And and Pusha T is the is the hood boy, yeah. uh, you know. There are two different realms. I feel like um, maybe Drake is just was just trying to like keep his 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 rap, his hardcore rap fans dedicated to him still uh, by like you know adding to the beef and whatnot. But I feel like he could have he could have saved himself um, had uh, he not uh, given the response to, um, to the to the final track on on. It's infrared. Based, on infra- yeah, infrared. Exactly. Uh, I feel like if if he had just let like let Push-D have quote unquote the last word, he would have been. It would have been a great beat. People would. It would have been his like just like me, yeah. would they, be like okay we, we would have left alone. But Drake he was like no I'm not gonna let this gangsta boy get away with it but. I don't know, dude. I I feel like I definitely love both artists. They're both great. Cause, yeah. Cause I feel like it's okay if you're if cause like a, another Hollywood guy that's a that's also a rapper is Travis Cambino, Donald Glover, and I don't I don't I never heard of him having beef with anyone. But even if he did, he knows that he's yeah, I'm just I'm just doing this like like the rap is for fun and the be any beef is for fun like it's that, it, it, it's tradition. It's rap tradition. So. For Drake to make it personal, to, to go after him, I think, you know, he, he did, it, it all it all came down to him, and, and, and I feel like he dug his own grave.
0: Yeah, and Pusha T is delivering, <laughs> delivering on, uh, yes. like,
1: getting him into the grave that he dug. The A
0: couple other things that he says on Story of Adidon, OVO40 is one of uh, of Drake's boys, one of his producers. I'm actually not that big of an OVO fan outside of, like, I like Drake's stuff, <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know all the OVO guys, but apparently Noah Shabib, I believe is his name, also known as 40, is, uh, he has multiple sclerosis, and, uh, you know, he's terminally ill, and Pusha T goes just savage mode by saying, OVO 40 hunched over like he 80, like, and then he's, like, saying, yeah, and he says, he goes, I got that devil flow, uh, well, he says, uh, Tick tick tick. How much time he got? That man is sick sick sick. Like oh my gosh. Oh. Like going like going up to someone and essentially saying like hey uh your friend is me- is uh terminally ill and they're di- they're gonna die soon.
1: And like, I, and he's saying and I'm the devil dude like yeah <laughs> yeah well, he's got that, that devil flow dude he's been, that's uh, insane dude Ugh.
0: So yeah and so so that also leads uh Pusha T into saying it's gonna be a surgical summer and he's got he's got stuff. Lined up. He's gonna keep peeling this back, and you know what else does Pusha T know? Yes. Right. And it, so there's so much. There's there's still so much to this beef. Even though this level of a track should be enough to just murder somebody, to end somebody's career. <laughs> but it's it's Drake. You know, uh, Pusha T even says that he's booking three hearses, and allegedly those hearses would be for Drake, Lil Wayne, and Birdman. Cause he's gonna kill them. Uh, but he says, if we all go to hell, it will be worth it. Pusha T is ready to go down with this ship if it means killing Drake as well. Damn! So he's, it's all on the line. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with this beef.
1: And and it's like you said, like like Pusha T is he? was like you say he he's still not done. Like he said, yeah, like this, you're near the end of the track, and, and this is the end of this. But I still have more, and you guys haven't heard it all. Um it definitely leaves you wanting more that's number one number two i'm going to uh um go back to the fact that he's a he's a total kanye bff like he's one of kanye's you know homies and kanye uh he released the song lift yourself apparently lift your there's another version of lift yourself with actual lyrics that is pending release that's that's apparently you know Mm -hmm. that's on the internet um but i'm hoping that is completely true because because Pusha T was the one that said this. If that is the case, that means Pusha T has has something to do with this. If not, uh, it may not be directly with the the Drake beef and whatnot. But Kanye is helping Pusha T make his statement. Kanye is helping because he helped produce Infrared. So so Kanye be like, no, dude, I'm gonna back you up with this because you're I mean you're you're leading it right now. I, and and I'm doing my own thing. I'm I'm I just released. I'm about to release my album, but we're in this together. I'm, I'm going to help you in this, and uh, like it, it's I, cool that Pusha T is not alone in making these statements.
0: Oh yeah, he definitely has the production coming from Kanye, but I also, I think it would be cool if this beef continues if Pusha T got to use "Lift Yourself" beat <laughs> Lift yourself. For, a, for a diss track. I mean, it's a great beat, and we haven't heard it fully utilized. I know you said there's there's a, a recorded version, which I'm sure there is, but um. He could always remix it and potentially continue with this beef. So we don't know. As of this recording on uh, Sunday, June third, we haven't heard anything from Drake yet. But uh, he has to answer something. I mean, this can't go this un, uh, unanswered. Un- yeah. So we look forward to that. And uh, but in the meantime, we can enjoy a brand new Kanye <coughs> album, uh, which is. Uh, just titled yay just two letters actually yes. um and this just came out so i don't have as much of a breakdown on this but Oof. it's another exciting kanye project and it's also like push a t just seven tracks
1: first thing i would love to say about this album is is p- particularly the album cover um uh the day before so kanye released this album on june 1st um and it was everywhere. I, everyone was going nuts. Like, oh, Kanye's album is out. Um, and the f- first thing you see is is the album cover. And it's it's a picture of the Wyoming mountains.
0: Mm-hmm. A, town,
1: a town in Wyoming. Um, and it says, uh, I hate being bipolar and it's awesome. And apparently Kanye took this the day before at the album release party in Wyoming. Uh, uh, before I... I remember that Kanye's album was coming out that day. I got—I'm part of his email, like, like, like fan email. I'm really? Like <laughs> yes, I am. And and I got like, hey, new Kanye merch, and it's all things that say Wyoming. And I was like, oh, is that what the album's gonna be called? And then I looked up a oh, new like, new Kanye, and then I saw like in the search like, oh, his album. And I was like, oh, that's right, his album is are like is out today. And I was wondering where the Wyoming influence came in, and it was it was from the album cover. And apparently, the merch is actually designed specifically. The is the design is influenced by his wife Kim Kardashian, which you know that's pretty poetic. You know, knowing how dedicated Kanye is to Kim, so yep. I think that's I think that's pretty well. Um, I, I think all those things before even listening to the album, having those things surround that basis is pretty cool. And I, I the fact that he took the album cover, which also great, beautiful album cover, beautiful picture. Um, I love the message of it. And uh, especially, you know, the the whole bipolar thing, like the whole uh, uh, dealing with your inner demons. I I I feel like that's a very relatable thing for more people than than most people think. Um, But I think the album cover was so cool. The fact that he took it the day before on his way to the album release party, and then the next day, it's everywhere. It's on iTunes, Spotify. It's all over the internet, and people are losing it.
0: He uh, he even tweeted out the generator, so you can make your own where you can type yes, out that's
1: right, he did.
0: your own oh. message on there, which I think is pretty great. Because what better way to promote your album than to get other people to promote it for you? They write their own, they share it, and people are like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, it's the Kanye like, album art. And they're like, oh, Kanye's got a new album? You know, it just spreads the word even more. So I think, yes. I think that was a head-to-up move on his part. Um, but yeah, so just some thoughts on that album. Obviously, production quality out of this world. Kanye is top-tier uh, producer, so obviously this is going to be really good um i thought about killing you is right on message with his whole bipolar thing where uh he's just honest he just says what he's thinking
1: yes and and like the first two minutes of that song is him just not rambling but but basically talking like listen and 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 he does it in such a kanye way because the you know the whole me or like like joke of kanye is that he loves himself But the thing is, Kanye is willing to admit, he's honest, he's willing to admit that, yeah, dude, I love, I I love, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to love yourself. But Kanye is like, yes, this is how I am. And because I love myself, I think about killing myself. So if if you think I, if, like, you think I I was thinking, if you thought I was willing to kill myself, I have definitely thought about killing you. So, like, (laughs) but I think, you know, it's like you said, he's honest. It's very upfront, and then the next two, the last, the the other half of the song is when he's actually like rapping and like yep. going in and like uh, oh like not what I expected from an opener for for a Kanye album, but like now that I've listened to the album in its entirety and I, I just go back and I I look at it, I set back and look at the entire album uh, I I think it works I think that is a great way uh, Kanye has has pull... I mean, Kanye's done so many albums. He's done, you know, Watch the Throne with Jay-Z, Graduation, which was the album for me that got me into Kanye, uh, but he's done My Dark Twisted Fantasy, Yeezus, The Life of Pablo. Every album, he's doing something completely new, and it's making me be like, yeah, maybe Kanye can say crazy things, maybe people can think he's stupid, whatever they want to say, but he's still a grand artist, and... that that's why i still still listen to him
0: right yeah and and if you're uh i don't want to repeat some of the things i've harped on before because if you go back and listen to our scoopity whoop poop poop episode we kind of talk about uh kanye's philosophy on some of the things he's been talking about uh and it that's definitely alive in this in this uh album uh, but yeah I haven't I I, I don't I want to kind of go over it quickly just because I haven't had time to analyze it to any serious degree uh, it does I agree with you it definitely does have a lot of beat changes in it which make it it's only seven songs but you kind of get more flavors than just seven uh, but a couple of things I just wanted to mention one one of the lines that I loved in uh, the third track all mine where he Kanye says I love your titties because they prove I can focus on two things two at once <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> oh so ah, that's very very uh rapper like what a rap thing to say
0: well yeah kanye says stuff like that and i'm like how has no one else said that before that's hilarious <laughs> like that's uh like how is that not a, <laughs> like a line that a comedian has said or something uh yes it's like i love my wife's titties like that this <laughs> they proved that i can focus on two things at once you know like that like that's how, how it was, is it was, yeah like, how's
1: a stand-up comedian not said that because seriously? that is that is a golden thing. But what's cool is Kanye took it first. He was like, no, like no one said that I'm going to use it. Right.
0: So even though that, like <laughs> that's definitely one of the less profound things he's saying, I still appreciate it. Cause I think it's clever. Of course. Um, and then the fourth track wouldn't leave is basically like a salute to loyal girls who like stick by their man, even when he's acting a fool. And, yes. uh, and Kanye in this situation, it's when he tweeted that slavery was a choice or he didn't tweet it. He said it. Um, But so that's an interesting track there. Uh, Trying to think. We get to hear Kid Cudi on Ghost Town, which is really nice because like it's it is the classic Kid Cudi that everybody remembers and loves Uh, the, you know, man on the moon kind of Kid Cudi where he's got that amazing voice. Um, And we're going to get a whole lot more of that on the next album with Kanye and Kid Cudi.
1: I'm so excited for that
0: and then the last one violent crimes violent i feel like crimes. is yeah it's kind of it's kanye finally having to look at females from a new perspective um it's one that sometimes i think he contradicts himself like he he has kim kardashian but he also talks about like having mad bitches and stuff but he's he doesn't want his daughter to be the type of girl that he would have chased after when he was younger uh because yeah. he knows what dudes are after and uh, i don't know it's kind of it's it's nice it's kind of a um there's a nice sentiment in that song with Kanye speaking about his daughter.
1: Yes, and, and I, I think Violent Crimes, uh, when I had done the first listen-through of, of the seven-track album, Yay, mm-hmm. Violent Crimes was the one I, I had to, like, after, I, I mean, it was the last track, so once I listened to it, I was like, ooh, I got, like... Th- you had a chance to reflect on it? Refl- ex- that's exactly what, you put the words in my mouth, that's exactly what I was thinking Definitely had to reflect on it, and also just that is particularly a song where Kanye's production is quality. It, it's definitely a song where, like the fallen and it just the the or the synthesizer, all the all that's all the little details of that song, are put in all this whole bowl, like you just mix it together, <laughs> and it is is beautiful. It's like an ice cream sundae. It's so good, not the not to compare kanye to ice cream but or like a dessert but but definitely enjoyable
0: ice cream is pretty great um i, I yeah so I, I think it's an apt comparison but um but yeah plenty of time to get into this album more again it is brand new i don't want to judge it too early but so far i'm pleased um and i'm looking forward to the next kanye and kid Cudi project
1: Abso- dude, a- absolutely and that uh today is june 3rd it I'm pretty sure it's scheduled to come out June 8th, so that's, like, five days. Um, so, you know, we're you know we're just waiting, patient. That's the thing. Like 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 I said about J. Cole earlier, um, I, I'm glad he did. Like, just was like, hey, this week, by the end of this week, my new album's coming out. That made me not – because I, I can't stand the way I want – because I haven't heard a qual- – like, not I haven't heard quality Kid cuddy, but it, it's like you said, this uh, – Ghost Town was like Man on the Moon style Kid Cudi, the, the you know, what we all love about Kid Cudi, and if that's what he's doing on this re like two day two or three day recent album on Ye, feature on Ye, this new album with him and Kanye like duo is gonna be great. I it's it's I'm very looking forward to it. They they put them they set themselves up for success.
0: I agree, and I I, I honestly just can't wait. So yeah, we just gotta wait till Friday, and we'll have more even more to listen
1: to. Exactly.
0: Um, but, okay. Well, let me do my little outro here. So thank you so much for listening to Affable Chat. You can find us on iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. Uh, please rate us five stars. Please review us. It helps expand our audience. It's a super huge help uh, to the podcast. Uh, we love feedback. Definitely chat with us on Twitter. Our handle is at Affable Chat. Or send us an email, affablechat@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I uh, will see you next time uh, Uh, if I'll be ever featured again. (laughs) We would love to have
0: you back, Nick. And uh, thank you, the audience, for listening, and we'll see you next time.